0: The AI upfronts are coming to Australia as part of Unmade's AI conference, Humane. Join us in Sydney on Wednesday, July the 12th, to learn about how generative AI is changing the world of marketing and media. Go to, and I'm going to spell it, H-U-M-A-I-N dot A-U. That's H-U-M-A-I-N, humane, dot A-U, to find out more. Start the week with Unmade. Setting the agenda for the week in media and marketing.
1: Today, finally a 3D view of TV ratings. A big week in radio. And a pedestrian TV channel. Unmade. It's Monday, 17th of April, 2023. I'm Abe Beauty, and good morning, Tim
0: Burrows. Good morning, Abe. How are you?
1: Very well, thank you. It's a little bit grey and rainy where I am in, in Tasmania today, but um but the week has started well. How's yours going? How was your weekend?
0: Ah, uh, good. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm in the big smoke. I'm actually staying in Kirribilli for the next few days. I've been here for a few days as well, uh, which is part of Sydney. And I've realised I'm such a country boy now. I can't actually take the noise of the big city. I'm being woken up by the the trucks and the garbos and everything else in the middle of the night. So um, I'm counting down the days till I can go back to uh, sleepy Tasmania.
1: After Easter, and speaking of, of quiet and, um, and peacefulness, a few days after Easter, I went to Derby, which is a mountain biking mecca, and took the bike out with the kids and the family and did a few trails there. And just when you stop and you can hear nothing but silence, it's just, it's almost, it's really, really recharging when you live in such a noisy world as, as we do with so much going on. So, silence is good.
0: Silence is good. Um, Now, where shall we start this week?
1: Well, this week, Tim, lots going on in television. First, let's start with the AFR television ratings overhaul. It took too long, the Oztam boss concedes. Finally, there's a launch date for Voz.
0: Yeah, that's the uh, headline in the AFR this morning. Um, it's sort of been uh, emerging over the last few days. I think it came out at the Future Television Conference a week or two back that the, the start date for, voz or i guess let's call it the full start date because it's had a bit of a um a bit of a kind of stuttering start is actually going to be at the beginning of may so next month so um voz stands for virtual australia and it's the attempt of the television industry to Measure how people are watching TV when they're not doing it through their TV sets over the airwaves. So it sort of sits alongside the old way of, um, measuring Oztam ratings with, you know, those, those panels that had a, a box sitting on top of their television that, um, that each night sent back the data at 2 a.m. so that uh, an estimate could be made on, you know, how many people have been watching shows. So. Sitting alongside this will be Vos, which is, um, based, you know, it's, it, it, it it's again, um, partly a panel because that's where, uh, they get the information about, uh, demographics like uh you know like age and where people are living and um you know what sort of household they are actually but it then combines with the streaming data from the tv players now to be clear when we're saying streaming data we we are just talking at the moment about the free-to-air tv players so not even though they've now got um Uh, advertising tiers not the likes of um uh, netflix for instance and um not those who aren't already players in the oztam space um but it's taken a really long time to get there um we've we've had this sort of strange period where we kept waiting for voz and TV networks will put out their own calculations of what they were calling total TV because of course they were trying to make the argument that even as traditional viewing was falling um, it, it, it was it, it was changing was being watched in other ways you you might remember we recorded the um, the podcast with the team from um, think TV a few weeks back where you know a lot of the evidence that, um, uh, that that they put forward in that conversation was that when you put the two numbers together. Things are still broadly the same, um, and we're going to find out whether that is the uh, is the case for Voz when it launches next week. Now, I still don't quite know what will happen each morning when that number comes out. Whether there'll be one number that comes out all at once, you know, which is that kind of sort of number that comes out at around nine a.m., um, which is how I would do it if I was them. Or whether there'll still be two numbers that come out at slightly different times, so we'll find out about that one in the coming days, I guess. But um, but yeah, um, you know, we're sort of we're beginning to get there. It's complicated for Foxtel, though. Yes, it is. Yeah. So we, we, we saw some headlines a while back that uh, suggesting they might be overstating their numbers because of how they were trying to calculate them in the sort of absence of the kind of a- agreed methodology, not least because Foxtel also owns the likes of. Binge and Ko, which obviously are separate streaming platforms, um, and increasingly an important kind of measure of how people are are, are, are watching stuff. So, what? Yeah, one of the intriguing things in this piece in the AFR this morning is the suggestion that um, Foxtel might not actually participate. So that would put the cat among the pigeons if uh, if that's what happens.
1: Still with TV and still with the AFR, nine have something new planned for pedestrian.
0: Yeah, now something um, which becomes increasingly notable, of course, is there are so many different ways of watching TV and so many different terminologies as well. You know, so we you know we kind of I, I i guess we went from just the you know the simple video on demand to bvod which was broadcast video on demand and effectively that was that was streaming from the broadcasters and then we had svod which was subscription uh video on demand um and then the other one which has kind of had a bit of a a, a fast rise Is fast it is fast. Yes, I suddenly realized I was accidentally making a terrible pun. Um, so fast stands for free ad-supported television. And this is channel-based. So the idea is with um, with sub- subscription streaming or BVOD streaming, the viewer is kind of leaning forward. They're clicking on what they want to watch. Fast is channels. So you drop in and there's just a channel playing. So you watch whatever's on, you know the Home and Away channel, and you're always halfway through an episode of Home and Away, or whatever it might be. Um, and that's that's been huge in the US, um, fast growing in the UK, particularly uh, Pluto, which is owned by Paramount, um, has already made a lot of progress um, over there. And, you know, Paramount in in a limited way have bought Pluto over here as well. Um, we're now going to see a uh, effort from um from nine to launch pedestrian tv which are ironically was once known as pedestrian.tv as its main url pedestrian obviously being the kind of youth focused um uh website um and kind of within the pedestrian group also sits vice um refinery 29 and gizmodo as well so um so yeah we'll see a 24 hour pedestrian produced channel not that it means 24 hours of live content obviously but uh but yeah you know it's uh, I, I, I guess it's a sensible extension of the brand although i i do find myself thinking why the heck do we not yet have a nine fast channel for news surely that must come at some point
1: there's a bit more substance today on how the government could impose production quotas on the streaming sector. Tim,
0: yes, that's right. Abe, this one we turn to the Sydney Morning Herald and the Age. So is Samios, who um, is reporting on something we we already knew was in the works because this is something that the the, the Australian government has already. Um, Telegraphed and announced that it it is looking at imposing some form of uh, production quotas on all of the new players, um, which is you'd think is sort of fair enough. Um, the The existing TV players are not big fans of this plan, as as we've talked about previously, because they fear that what will happen is that that will actually Drive up the costs of productions and the cost of hiring in staff because they'll be snapped up by the uh, by the streamers. But I, I also get the sense that perhaps they're a little bit resigned that this is going to happen. So they're, they're they're kind of arguing around it. Um, so there's a there's there's a there's a there's a little bit more detail. Um, what Zoe suggests in this piece um, today um, is that um, the federal government is perhaps forcing, and this is the likes of Netflix, uh, Paramount through Paramount Plus, Amazon through Amazon Prime, to spend up to 20% of the money they make locally on new Australian programs. Um, But they won't necessarily be allowed to count any any investments they make in sports or in buying local films or programs to count towards those those, those quotas. Um, Now, there are a number of different sort of models involved. And again, the um, the, the, the number that Zoe quotes is she thinks it will bring in uh, or the government thinks it will bring in between um, anything from 130 million to half a billion dollars worth of annual local content investment which obviously is is really quite significant you know and some of that is um is new money um a lot of this is is in a consultation paper which um was obviously circulated to the you know to 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 the stakeholders involved in that um and i suppose one of the interesting things is it is a possible savior for quotas for children's content which has really taken a hit in recent years ever since the government loosened the obligations on the free to air um, broadcasters for doing those so um, so yeah, so I, I, I think it's going to happen. I think there' going be content obligations, and at least while the streaming boom is going, it does suggest a bit more of a kind of um, I, I guess a solid solid footing for those in the production sector.
1: And finally, from the TV world, a big week coming up this week for Netflix
0: yeah just to note that um in 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 the diary um the quarterly earnings report from netflix is due out of the u.s i'm just just looking into my calendar to remind myself um yes it's um it's in the diary for wednesday morning which i'm i'm presuming will mean it actually drops australian time um thursday but actually i'm just going to uh, my colleague sedger is actually just listening in so um so sedger i'll just ask you to very quickly unmute yourself and just tell me is this is this Wednesday Australian time or Thursday Australian time I believe it's Thursday then Australian time cool thank you for that and we'll be hearing a lot more from Sajja in uh, in future weeks but that was her uh <laughs> un, unmade debut um uh, and, and and one of the reasons it's worth kind of noting um Netflix's um quarterly numbers is They tend to make the weather for the sector. So literally the moment the sentiment about the whole streaming sector, so that was... You know, that included Disney, it included uh, Paramount, it included News Corp and others, was when Netflix missed their growth numbers for subscribers about, I think that would have been three quarters ago now. Um, and they, you know, they, they had to change direction, they had to start offering um, an advertising uh tier as well to, to offer you know stories about new revenues. So um so yeah I'll be be looking with a great deal of interest when those numbers drop.
1: Next, a busy week in audio. Unmade. Tim what's on the agenda this week in the audio space?
0: Yes, um yeah lot lots in the diary. Um so Wednesday uh, podcast ranker comes out. So that comes out, uh, once a month. Uh, and that really looks at, um, the top shows and the top publishers. These days, the top publishers uh, is very much a two way battle between Southern Cross or Stereo's listener. And yeah, we, 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 which also SCA reps a whole bunch of the, the, the other players as well, does the, the advertising representation. And then Australian Radio Network, uh, owned by HT&E, um, they have iHeartRadio as their local streaming operation. But it's about to become a three-way battle because I think, I think this will be the last time as a two-way battle because if I've, if I've got my dates right, um, the ABC, who've now agreed to join, didn't quite get their act together to start tagging their data for the March info, which is going to, what's going to be announced this week. So this could be the last week where we see a commercial player with supremacy. Um, last time, it, the leads switched again from um, Southern Cross Osterio, uh and Listener. Back to, uh, back to iHeartRadio. Um, so firstly, we'll see who, who gets that. But then I think, yeah, make the most of it, the commercial world, because I think once the ABC comes along, that will probably be the top podcast publisher. Well, that's my guess anyway
1: and radio ratings are out as well this week
0: they are yes the next the next day it's a bit like when all of the planets line up you know for people who get excited about horoscopes and stuff it doesn't happen very often only two or three times a year that we get the radio ratings and the podcast rankings all in the same week but this is one of those times so thursday is the release of uh, survey two of the year there are eight surveys a year so um this is where we really begin to get a sense of the people who started well, whether they've got any momentum. Um, I guess one of the things we'll be looking out for is the performance of the ABC, particularly um, uh, ABC Melbourne, which had, had seen some dips, whether that's continued. So, um, so yeah, lots to look out for in the radio ratings.
1: And a couple of stories in the Australian today on potential changes for Nine Radio.
0: It's a big yeah, week. that's right. Which are kind of radio based. Firstly, a, just a delicious piece of speculation, really, which is that um, this, the, the, these are both, yeah, both in in the media diary of the Australian. First, could Eddie Maguire end up at Three AW? <laughs> which is, I mean, I mean, it's a fun one. Three um, AW owned by Nine. Um, obviously it's talk led, so that makes sense. You know, he was, uh, you know, for a long time, he, he very successfully, um, co presented the, uh, the hot breakfast for, uh, Triple M and, you know, regularly, won the ratings in those, um, but then began to sort of dial back his presence a bit, but he's called a few, uh, a few, ma- or he's going to call a few matches. He's already called a, um, called a game for three AW, which is sort of the beginning of something that was, uh, over Easter when he, uh, commentated on the, uh, Geelong Hawthorne game. So, um, the, this is where the speculation gets a bit convoluted because 3AW does really well for Melbourne. It it, it wins the rating. So you don't necessarily want to uh, damage the winning formula. Um, breakfast seems pretty firmly occupied. Um, So that that seems unlikely to create a vacancy. The only possibility might be, um, could Neil Mitchell, who's now in his early 70s, as the Australian points out, maybe step away at some point? And might that then seem drive host Tom Elliott move into that slot which could then pr- create a drive time with eddie slot so it's um it's highly speculative but it kind of makes sense
1: and 4bh there's movement there as well
0: yes uh, also speculation in uh the australian there 4bh also uh owned by uh, nine that's nines talk operation in brisbane Um, but making the point that um, rather embarrassingly um, 4BC, which was Nine's unwanted asset, which they've sort of effectively kind of given away um, or handed across the license for the long term um, has just become a um, classic hit station. And um, in the, the, the first survey of the year, beat 4BC. So... Uh, it's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> it is a bit embarrassing, particularly given that the an awful lot lot less would have been spent on that one. So all eyes will be on that result when, uh, when, when the numbers drop on Thursday morning.
1: And finally, uh, as we look at audio, some grumblings at Google in the audio space.
0: Yeah, and again, we're actually looking um, in the Australian here, um, which... Um, i must admit i hadn't noticed that this had occurred but um at the beginning of this month um people who listen to um radio stations um via their streaming on google smart speakers actually lost their connection for the best part of a week um which is actually i mean it it it, it hits the point where that actually becomes a real thing, you know, uh, would have been a mild inconvenience a few years back. Um, But, you know, if you're actually building businesses on these things, then it does become significant for that sort of outage. Um, And I suppose for me, yeah, that question is, um, at what point does a service that a platform offers become effectively like a Public service where they should be held to standards that, um, you know, get, I don't know if it's legislated, but gets looked at or regulated in some way. So it's a bit like one of the arguments you often get about the, um, the social media platforms is there they're so ubiquitous people should have the rights to certain standards you know they can't just please themselves as private businesses um so yeah it's um it it is an interesting argument being put forward by um commercial radio Australia who um accused Google of being a asleep at the wheel as the Australian article made it and i I do have some sympathy with that point of view that once something becomes uh, you know, a service that other businesses are built upon. Maybe there should be slightly more obligations.
1: Yeah, but on the flip side, that Google, the big behemoth as they are, they've built this successful business. Are they, should they then be the victim of their own success? They're providing a platform for other stations to to reach listeners.
0: Well, look, it's an it. It really is an excellent debate or an excellent question. I I think I want to think it through a bit more actually because I you know i I hate that thing where once something you know affects me, it becomes worth writing about or thinking about, but you know i I kind of found myself writing a bit about kind of just when platforms whip away um how you stand um a few weeks back when um one Saturday morning I woke up to discover that uh Elon Musk was locking out anybody on twitter from writing about um or linking to their substack newsletters which was of course you know i made the argument at the time you know you to a certain extent you do know when you're building on someone else's land that that can happen and at the same time it so happened that um i'd also locked myself out of facebook as well and um, was, was in, enduring various minor inconveniences with that, with the bigger potential inconvenience of not being able to post unmade content. Although I, I finally found it, I, I won't bore you with the detail, but I finally found a way of breaking in this week, actually. So I am now back in there. Um, but, yeah, but, you know, there there is just that argument. At what point, you know, in the same way that electricity suppliers are private companies, but they still have to, reach standards. They can't just cut somebody off when they want to, for instance. So you know, there, there is an argument, I would say, that when a service becomes so ubiquitous, maybe it does become a utility and deserves to be treated that way.
1: Yeah, that's a fair argument. And we'll leave it there, I think, Tim. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think at letters at unmade.media. That's letters at unmade.media.
0: And we will be back tomorrow with Tuesday to tackling momentum in that social platform space we were just talking about. That's for Unmade's paying subscribers only. Go to unmade.media to find out how that could be you.
1: And remember that early bird tickets are now on sale for Humane, AI times human creativity. Go to humane.au, that's H-U-M-A-I-N.au, to lock in reduced price early bird tickets right now.
0: Today's podcast was produced with the usual enthusiastic support of Abe's Audio. See you next time. Poodle pet. Unmade. Podcast edit by Abe's Audio.